Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Now, you're going to be confused about a couple things on this podcast, okay? First off, there's no to limp. There's no to limp because we, in this last week, have been traveling all over the place. And we just weren't able to find a time where we could both make it work with both of us. And so, he wasn't able to record this week. And so, we want to drop an episode every single week. And this episode is actually going to be coming out later. I think we said Friday is when it'll be coming out. And so that's when it'll be coming out. And travel has been crazy. My bag's still in New York. I mean, it's just been wild. He's over on a leader's retreat. and But he's being filled up. I've been filled up. It's just been really good. And so we're, we're amped for this podcast. And we love doing it. We love recording it. And so as you listen to this episode, understand that it's not me and Talyn. It's just Nate. Uh, just how it kind of, just how it used to be, but that's not the norm. And also, so you guys know, special announcement: every single week we'd be doing the Youth of the Nation podcast. We said, hey, we'll have special episodes where we can record with each other. But the norm will be, hey, let's just record on Zoom. Uh, it's actually we love it. We think it's phenomenal. Uh, it's great recording software, and it's it's awesome for us, and we love using it. And so, that being said. It is time to do the Youth of the Nation podcast episode, episode 66, episode 66. So I want to talk about a heart for God. And I know that sounds like that's basic, right? But when it comes to young people and why our hearts have to be even more in love with who the Lord is when with young people. I think a lot of people look at youth ministry and they see it as the the next thing or a stepping stool or something that's going to propel you into being a senior pastor or into being a whatever is the most best position in your line of ministry. What I'm learning, what I'm learning very quickly is as soon as I look at something as a stepping stone, I don't really look at it as what it's meant to be what it's meant to do. I think about it like this. I was at the airport today. And as a as I'm at the airport today, we uh we you know, at a connection flight from Florida to New York and then to Seattle. Crazy flight, but I got home earlier. It was pretty dope. But besides that, like had this connecting flight. And then this connecting flight, I I left Florida probably around 3:30 and then got to New York at sixes. At one minute to get from my flight, or five minutes when we landed, five minutes to get from my flight to the connecting flight, I was freaking out. I mean, to, literally last week we talked about not being in a rush, and then I was like, well, I, I got to get there. I got to get there. So there's this woman and she says, hey, my bag is in the back, like it's further back from where she was sitting. I don't know how I got there. That's not my, that's not my issue. But she's like, hey, my bag is, is further back. Can someone grab it? And I, said, and, and I saw and I watched this dude look her in the face and just shrug. And he was right next to it. And I was like, inside, I'm like, bro, you're not about to grab this bag right now, really. And so I sat there for a second, looked at my watch. I'm like, 
I'm not going to make this flight and I'm going to be stuck in New York. No, no. And I'm not doing that. So guess what happened? I said, hey, bro, 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 some other dude. I said, hey, can you open up that? There's a red bag. Grab it. Hand it to me. I need to get it for someone. So he does it. She gets out and I get there with a minute left to get on the flight. A minute left to get on the flight. And this is what I learned in that moment. And I know this might sound weird, but what I learned in this moment is that so often, yes, we need to slow down. But people are going to see, kids are going to see our hearts by who we are and how we act. I hope that that woman walked away and felt like she was blessed and that she was shown the love of Jesus. If she didn't walk away with that, then I'm not doing my job. But what I realized in this moment is there was two people in the story, right? There was someone who could help meet the need, who was able who was physically able to meet the need that this woman needed and wouldn't do it because it was inconvenient or it was a trouble or he had to go far too, too far back. And then here I am in front of the bag saying, hey, yo, can you just grab the bag? Cause she needs it. Now, some of it was a selfish want for me. But what I realized is that we can be the same thing for kids. And as I'm thinking about it right now, we can be the same people towards kids. Are we going to be the person that's standing by and not truly having a heart, not truly doing anything for it? And the kid's asking, yo, I just need that. I I want that life. I I want that thing. I need this thing. And we can just sit there and say, "Mm, I, I can give you a little bit, but I don't know if I can give you everything. Or we're just gonna be the person that's like, you forget it, yo. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need you to get this. I, or I'm gonna make, I, I'm gonna step out and do this. I'm gonna step out in faith and do this. Which, which one are you gonna be? And I'm, and I, and I, and I, and I'm diving straight into our, into the main topic. Because now that I think about it, it's. It's almost disheartening when I look at some people and they love their organization more than they love the God. I was at this conference this week and this guy named Sky Jatani said this and it was amazing. He said, God doesn't need you. If God needed you, he wouldn't be God. If God needed you, I wouldn't want to serve God. Because if God needed you, a sinner just like me, then he would not be God. God doesn't need you. But God wants you. God wants us a part of his story. God wants us to be the person that's calling now or making a step or saying something to get someone, hey, let's make some change in this room. Let's not stand by and be idle when we can help make change. No, let's actually say something and do something so something can happen. And I was humbled by this idea that God doesn't need me. God doesn't need me to do ministry. Because you know what the crazy thing is? Even if you look at the best leaders, you look at the leaders who have been doing it the greatest since the beginning of time. They've passed away, and guess what happened? The gospel kept 
going. The disciples. I'm sure when the disciples passed away, everyone's like, oh, it's game over now. Oh, it's over. It's over. It's game. And then, oh, okay, cool. All right, next fathers of the church. It's game over. Nope. Mm-mm. It ain't going to work this time. It keeps going. And it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And this is what we learn about our God, that our God wants to use us. So that being said, do we let him use us and do we let him speak to us? At the beginning of this, I said, I want this to be about the heart of God. We have to have a heart for God. And that's simple. But I'm, I mean, what I'm saying is like, if you're talking about Jesus, like, do you get excited? Is it someone, something, is it what you want to talk about? If someone says, how'd you get saved? Is it, do you focus more on the the program or do you focus more on the passion of the Christ that died for your sins and rose and that's why you gave your life to Jesus? That's just my question because I I'm in the lane right now where I'm speaking to a little bit more of a program, a little bit more of something and not the someone who came and died and saved me. Jesus, his ministry will go on without us. But all I know is that I don't want to pull up to the gates. You know, I live my life. And I'm like that guy who shrugged. I don't have a heart for God. And that, and again, this analogy is like falling apart, but I don't have a heart for God. I pull it to the gates. and He says, I didn't know you. I didn't know who you were. Yeah, you did cool things in my name. I'm God. You call him my name. You know, I'm like, I'm God. But I don't know you. You shrugged. You didn't call out other people. You didn't speak in my name. You didn't heal in my name. You didn't do the things that I have called you to do. Get behind me, Satan, for I don't even know you. I know I don't want to be there. I know I don't want to be in that spot. I know I don't want to be in that place. And so this is what I'm saying. Young leader, have a heart for the Lord. That's what this podcast episode is going to be about. A little chewable episode, and that means then we'll get back into what we do. But... It's crazy how we could call ourselves Christians and then we're just in at the end. That was corny. But you get it like we take the Christ out of the whole thing. We take Christ out of the whole thing. And and, and when I say this, some people might get like, oh, that's judgmental or man, you're speaking like angry or what happened. And I'm only speaking from the perspective of seeing in my own life where I've let me be the driver or I've let something else be the driver and not understand that Jesus is the driver. 
and that during this week as I'm at this conference, I'm walking away knowing he does not need me, but he wants to use me? Understand that. I get that. Like young person, I don't know how old you are or old person. I don't care. Get this. God, you sinned. We fell. It is in our DNA, right? And still, the second we fell, he had a plan already set in place so that we could be in relationship with him. That's that's. That's all, that's all he wants from us is relationship with him. That's what he wants. And he knew when we fell that the relationship I is kind of twisted now. And he saves the day for us and tells us that he wants us. It's interesting when he says that in that story he's talking about the kingdom of heaven where he's like, well, Turner, I, I don't even know you. If that doesn't tell you what God wants, I don't know what will. He wants to know you. And yes, he knows every hair on our head. He knows our, He knows everything. But no, he wants us to be in a relationship with him. He doesn't want it to be one way. He wants it to go both ways. So young person, I encourage you with this. Keep having a heart for God. Don't be the person that shrugs and and sees people who need Jesus, sees people who are outside of our comfort zone, sees all of these things, and we say, ah, I don't know if I can. Because we didn't start with Jesus. Essentially, don't take the Christ out of what you do. Because I've done it. And let me tell you this. When I take Jesus out of what I do, is trash every single time every single time but man when i add jesus when i start with not add when i start with jesus everything changes everything changes people around me life changes my family life changes like just my relationships change when i start with jesus but when i start with myself it gets kind of scary it gets real scary that 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 that's today's episode. I was gonna keep going, but I I think I'm gonna stop there. I think I'm gonna stop there. Have a heart for God. The only thing He wants from us is for us to abide in Him. I don't think He'd put that He that He doesn't know someone if He didn't want to know us all. And then out of that flows who we are and what we do when we start with jesus hey that's this week's episode of the youth of the nation podcast we'll probably get more into this topic next week but that's episode 66 for you guys thank you so much for listening for a quick curveball episode i don't know what to call it but thank you guys so much but understand this he wants to abide with you and you abide in him Amen. And i'll see you guys next week peace or sorry Tillin and i will see you guys next week peace
Take me to places I've never been.